Welcome to Speak Up and Stay Alive Radio with author, speaker, and your host, Pat Rulo. The program is not intended to replace medical advice from a licensed professional, but rather to encourage you to become a well-informed participant in your health and well-being. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Hello and welcome. I'm Pat Rulo, the voice for patient safety. I'm so happy you've taken the time to join me. And today, I have lots to share with you. So, let's dig right in, shall we? science, or lack thereof, the hysteria about the vaccines that miraculously compete with one another. One is 90% effective. Well, ha ha ha. A day later, ours is 94.5% effective. But not to be outdone the next day, ours is 95% effective. Effective at what? Who cares? We have a vaccine. Life will go back to normal. Here's normal for you. As part of preparation for our new normal, Ticketmaster, you know, where you buy tickets to concerts and sporting events. They've been working on a framework for post-pandemic fan safety that uses smartphones to verify fans' vaccination status or whether they've tested negative for the coronavirus within a 24 to 72 hour window. Here's how it would work if approved. After purchasing a ticket for a concert, you would need to verify that you've already been vaccinated or test negative for coronavirus approximately 24 to 72 hours prior to the concert. Once the test was complete, then you would just instruct the lab to deliver the results to the health pass company like Clear or IBM. And if the test is negative or if you were vaccinated, the health pass company would verify your COVID-19 status to Ticketmaster, which would then issue the credentials you would need to get into the event. If, however, you tested positive or didn't take a test to verify your status, well, you wouldn't be granted access to the event. Now, of course, Ticketmaster would not store or have access to your medical records. It's only going to happen in a secure, encrypted way that complies with HIPAA. Now, to date, the FDA has not approved any third-party companies to provide this technology needed to deliver real-time vaccination results, but Ticketmaster's president expects the demand for digital screening services, which will be needed for airline travel, employment verification, and theme park entry. He thinks this will attract a new wave of investors and entrepreneurs to fuel the growth of a new COVID-19 technology sector. Well, of course it will. How's that for getting back to normal? And last week, Qantas Airlines, starting the trend, is now moving toward a proof of vaccine to fly. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I also say God help our medical professionals, first responders, elderly, and the minorities who will be the first to enjoy the dangers of these untested vaccines. Now here's a question no one asks. What exactly is the COVID vaccine made of? I've never heard that being asked anywhere, have you? 
First, let's look at what's called mRNA, messenger RNA. And that's what these new vaccines are made with. Now, actually, the term vaccine is a misnomer. The mRNA approach doesn't infect your body with a weakened virus like all typical uh, vaccines do, but rather it commands the body's cells to manufacture specific molecules that trick your immune system into thinking that the COVID virus is present. The body's immune response should offer protection against the actual coronavirus. So with these messenger RNA vaccines, what's injected into your body is not a weakened virus or even selected antigens, but rather protein coding instructions. That's right, instructions that tell your body's cells how to make antigens on their own. And that process is called translation. It's sort of like writing down and delivering to someone a set of instructions for building a catapult to protect the castle. Instead of building catapults and delivering them to the castle, you're telling the people inside the castle how to build their own catapults to fend off invaders. Now, in theory, these messenger RNA vaccines offer advantages over traditional vaccines. Supposedly, they're safer to manufacture and they're a lot faster to make. They're clean in that they don't contain latent viruses found in animals used to grow traditional vaccines and typically require no adjuvants or other toxic additives as most vaccines have aluminum and uh, mercury and all those other goodies. Furthermore, they can direct the body to manufacture almost any protein imaginable. Now that's how it works in theory, but they also present enormous risks. And if the deployment of messenger RNA vaccines is rushed, the results could be catastrophic. Additionally, Messenger RNA vaccines can be maliciously deployed to deliberately trick the human body into attacking its own critical functions, such as fertility, neurological function, cell repair, and other critical processes. Injecting the body with messenger RNA strands, which are essentially protein synthesis instructions, could theoretically unleash catastrophic unintended consequences in the body such as a sudden onset of autoimmune disorders that causes the body's immune system to attack its own cells, heightened inflammation in the body resulting in a hyperinflammatory response in some people, leading to secondary effects such as neurological damage or organ failure or cancer. This is also sometimes called an enhanced inflammatory response, a heightened risk of blood clotting in response to these messenger RNA strands circulating in the blood outside the body's cells. What happens if the messenger RNA snippets get fragmented and only a partial instructions are delivered, resulting in a translation of partial proteins? This could, in theory, cause the body to see these partial proteins as invaders. The end result could be that the immune system gets activated against the body's own necessary molecules or cells. Or this is actually interesting to consider. Because messenger RNA is so fragile, the Pfizer vaccine, specifically the Pfizer vaccine, must be stored at a negative 70 degrees Celsius. If the ideal environment is not maintained, the vaccine could spoil and become ineffective. Now, that just makes me think about the transportation of these vaccines as they're, what are they, riding on trucks? 
uh, going to sit out in somebody's warehouse uh, before CVS stashes it in their own negative 70 degrees Celsius freezer? Is the transportation chain really set up to see to it that these fragile messenger RNA vaccines don't spoil or become ineffective? Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they're just injecting us with water and the virus will magically go away after everybody is vaccinated. Hmm, that's right. They'll stop testing. They'll stop reporting. So what's in these vaccines? Who knows? When you try to look it up, you find it becomes a question of chemistry in the creation of that synthetic messenger RNA, which is proprietary information buried in a complex web of patents. Neither Pfizer nor Moderna responded to any requests for a breakdown of the chemistry in their vaccines. But it is known that part of the secret source of these vaccines is that chemists have found a way to modify RNA to increase its stability and damp down its foreignness to the body. They say we don't want the body to freak out about this RNA that's been injected into it. So there's been some chemical modifications to make the RNA a bit more stealthy. That's a quote. Now, while the specifics of those chemical modifications isn't readily available, what is public is that the vaccines are encapsulated in nanoparticles, a fatty covering to protect the fragile messenger RNA molecules. Now, absent from news reports on specifically the Moderna vaccine is another potential risk tied to their vaccine. It relies, as I said, on a nanoparticle-based carrier system containing a synthetic chemical called polyethylene glycol, PEG. Now already, about 7 in 10 Americans may already be sensitized to PEG, which may result in reduced efficacy of the vaccine and an increase in adverse side effects. And this is not news to Moderna. In fact, in a statement filed in 2018 with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Moderna told investors that the use of PEG, polyethylene glycol, in its vaccines, quote, could lead to significant adverse events in one or more of our clinical trials. Now, PEG is widely used in drugs, personal care products, lubricants, gels, such as ultrasound gel, food additives, and more. For example, PEG is a notorious ingredient of the controversial Bayer laxative Miralax, a medication used for constipation and to prep individuals for colonoscopy. Many parents of chronically constipated children have accused Miralax of provoking severe neuropsychiatric symptoms in their offspring, including mood swings, rage, phobias, and paranoia. The biopharma and vaccine industries appreciate PEG for its ability to endow nanoparticles with stealth properties, which allow the particles to evade detection by the immune system and make an end run around the body's ordinary defenses. Investigators who once assumed that PEG was largely safe are now questioning its biocompatibility and warning about PEG particles' promotion of tumor growth and adverse immune responses. As a result, some scientists argue that it's time to develop alternatives to replace PEG. And the United States and Dutch researchers declared in 2013, the accumulating evidence documenting the detrimental effects of polyethylene glycol on drug delivery 
make it imperative that scientists in this field break their dependence on PEG. Here's an article from Robert F. Kennedy Jr., COVID-19 vaccine, he says, should be avoided at all cost. He says, I would like to draw your attention urgently to important issues related to the COVID-19 vaccination. For the first time in the history of vaccination, the so-called last-generation messenger RNA vaccines intervene directly in the genetic material of the patient and therefore alter the individual genetic material which represents the genetic manipulation, something that was already forbidden and until then considered criminal. This intervention can be compared to genetically manipulated food, which is also controversial. Even if the media and politicians currently trivialize the problem and even stupidly call for a new type of vaccine to, in order for us to return to normal, this vaccination is problematic in terms of health, morality, and ethics, and also in terms of genetic damage that, unlike the damage caused by previous vaccines, will be irreversible and irreparable. He says, Dear patients, after an unprecedented messenger RNA vaccine, you will no longer be able to treat vaccine symptoms in a complementary way. You will have to live with the consequences because they can no longer be cured by simply removing toxins from the human body, just as a person with a genetic defect like Down syndrome, Klinefelter syndrome, Turner syndrome, genetic cardiac arrest, hemophilia, cystic fibrosis, Rett syndrome, and so on, because the genetic defect is forever. This means clearly, if a vaccination symptom develops after a messenger RNA vaccination, nobody can help you because the damage caused by the vaccination will be genetically irreversible. He says, in my opinion, these new vaccines represent a crime against humanity that has never been committed in such a big way in history. The vaccine developed and endorsed by Anthony Fauci and funded by ugh, Bill Gates uses experimental messenger RNA technology. Three of the 15 human guinea pigs, 20% in these trials, experienced a serious adverse event. Now, we all know that pharmaceutical companies have obtained legislation making themselves immune from liability for the harm they know that vaccines cause. And I wonder, why do people seek immunity? People only seek immunity when they know they are guilty. So if in the future you're being pressured to accept a vaccine for yourself or your children, do not do so until you require the vaccine providers and regulation enforcers to accept liability for the damage they cause. And you can get a free contract form. This is all written down on a paper form. It's called a vaccination notice that you can find on a website called freedomtaker.com. Freedomtaker.com. I am not going to put this on my website for some obvious reasons. Now, this is not a form you sign. This is a form you present to your healthcare providers and you require them to sign to ensure the safety of their vaccinations, or at least to accept personal responsibility to pay for any damages caused by their vaccinations. 
So rather than just saying, no, I'm not going to take it. Ah, no, you know, and they, they write all their stuff down in their form and target you and all those kind of things. Just say, you know, what? I might be interested in taking it, but here, here's what I'd like you to agree to. Here's what I'd like you to consent to. So before accepting vaccinations for you or your child, it's critical to get the providers of those vaccines to sign this form accepting liability and admitting the hazards so that you will have recourse against the many serious injuries and illnesses which vaccines are known to cause. Now, of course, your healthcare provider will probably resist taking responsibility for what they're doing. But if they refuse to sign this form, now you have legal grounds to refuse the vaccination. And you can modify this form or have an attorney do so. It's a free template at freedomtaker.com. Vaccine providers and regulators may refuse to sign this form because they know that they're peddling poison. But refusal to sign the form is admission that harm may result from the vaccination. I mean, if vaccinations were truly harmless, they would gladly sign the form and accept liability. If the vaccination providers do not sign the form and thereby infer that vaccinations are hazardous, they have no right to demand that you accept their dangerous and ineffective medical treatments. Science plays no part in all of this other than the science required to create these vaccines, just as the science required to create the virus. There is no science that these rushed messenger RNA vaccines do anything for a virus that may or may not be. This is politics playing medicine, and I want no part of that science. Now, before we end today, I want to make it perfectly clear that I am not suggesting that if you think the vaccine makes sense for you not to take it. I am not suggesting that in any way. I am not an anti-vaccine person. I am anti-non-informed consent. So all I'm asking is that if you are going to take this vaccine when it comes along, assuming that it's not going to be mandatory, please ask about it. Ask to see the insert. Have these conversations with your healthcare providers and head over to the freedomtaker.com website and get a couple of those pages that I mentioned earlier that you can present to your healthcare provider and ask them to be held accountable for these vaccines. What's in them? Are you going to be held liable if you give me this vaccine and I have an adverse reaction? It's all about speaking up and having your freedom not taken away from you. Speaking of freedom, when you head over to freedomtaker.com, the gentleman who has the website, Jerry Day, I interviewed him many years ago about smart meters, and you can find a lot of good information about smart meters and how to resist those as they do give off radiation constantly within your home. Again, another health hazard. But on his website, he talks about freedom and he says, he who fails to assert his rights has none. This is not how it should be, but that is how the courts treat people. So we all must know and be prepared to assert our rights at all times. If you must apply or petition for freedom from another, you are not free. The only freedom you have is the freedom you imagine for yourself and actively require others to observe. 
It is a duty to take freedom for yourself, and it is a crime to take the freedom of another. Freedom is free unless someone is trying to take it from you, which is nearly always the case. That means it is useless to generally favor freedom as a concept. We must be vocal and active. We must deal directly and firmly with the person or persons who would take our money, our property, or violate our body, or who would penalize us when we have harmed no one. Now, this is interesting. We are easily made afraid by disorder, and that is exactly what's going on right now during these pandemic times. We forget our need for freedom, but we never forget our need for order because that is human nature. Tyrants may therefore easily enslave us by causing chaos and fear, then offering us some kind of contract promising order at the expense of our freedom. That's what's happening with these vaccines, okay? That cause the chaos and fear. But don't worry, as soon as the vaccine comes along, everything will go back to normal at the expense of our freedom to decide, our freedom to know what the ingredients are, our freedom to say yes or no. That way they do not have to force our compliance. We simply volunteer for slavery. Our willingness to trade freedom for order is a low-level primal impulse easily exploited by narcissists, psychopaths, and aggressive personalities. This is very well understood by power hoarders. They know to maintain power and control, they must continually create fear and chaos, and they must continually offer themselves and their programs and their vaccines as offering hope of a solution to the chaos they create. This pattern and tactic of social manipulation is common and consistent throughout recorded human history. Failure to protect your own freedom is to weaken and threaten the freedom of others. And I talked about that in the past about the mask wearing. Those who are complicit with wearing masks when really the science that we've been talking about today proves and shows that the masks do not help. But those who insist on wearing them weaken and threaten the freedom of others. Those who assault our freedoms point to the compliant people as normal people and the non-compliant as deviant. However, it is just the opposite. The highest condition of power and consciousness for any individual is to be master of all that affects him or her. Attainment of freedom is only the beginning of self-realization. Learning and creativity are suppressed at times and places where freedom is denied. He who stands for freedom at the expense of his own life has bought freedom for millions of others. He who trades freedom for comfort or convenience has cost freedom for all those in his or her community. Those who see a tyranny growing and try to warn others can feel some resentment as the tyranny grows and others disparage or ridicule the warnings. I've had that happen to me. If someone warns you of lost freedoms, you would best heed the warning. Or when the revolution starts, you will find yourself under the bus. The only true freedom is that which you imagine, take, and protect for yourself. If you look to someone else for your freedom, you are demonstrating that you do not understand what freedom is. Freedom is taken. I encourage you to take your freedom, to say yes, to say no, to be informed, to ask questions, to hold others accountable, and not line up and sign up for a jab of who knows what in the arm. That's all I'm saying today. I am not suggesting that you do not take vaccines. I'm just begging you to please 
do your own due diligence and do so willfully and understand what is at stake. Again, visit that website, freedomtaker.com. Lots of good information there, not only on the vaccines, but also on how to deal with traffic stops, how to deal with smart meters, how to have those removed, being intimidated by census workers. There's just a lot of good information there, freedomtaker.com. And that is all for today. Head over to the website, speakupandstayalive.com. Get your copies of my books. Seriously valuable information that can save your lives. When you go to the hospital, emergency room, urgent care, just bring along a copy of the book, lay it on the tray table. People will say, what is that? It starts a conversation where you can say that you are concerned. And once people realize that you are somewhat informed and concerned, believe me, they treat you differently. It's a cheap solution to a very, very expensive, as in life-threatening problem. Head over to speakupandstayalive.com. Speakupandstayalive.com. All right, my friends, until next week, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice and patient safety. The information provided in today's broadcast is for informational purposes only and was not intended for use as diagnosis or treatment of a health problem and should not be considered as medical advice. If you've missed part of today's show or just want to share the information with friends, you can listen to all of Pat's previous shows at speakupandstayalive.com. Want even more information? Purchase a copy of Pat's book at speakupandstayalive.com. Once again, it's speakupandstayalive.com. Or you can call Pat at... 440-725-5462. Until next week, remember, it's okay to ask others to wash their hands. You have to speak up and stay alive.